Hey, 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 welcome to Unplug with Annie. It's me, Annie, and I want to ask you a really important question. What is stopping you from achieving your dreams? Unplug with Annie is all about hope and perseverance, how we can together work against everything that is holding us back from achieving our dreams, even if that thing includes us. I hope that you enjoy all the conversations. Don't forget to follow Unplug with Annie on IG and Facebook, and you can stay updated with everything Unplug on the website www.unplugwithannie.com. I love to say we need to leave everything on the dance floor that is life. I am rooting for you. Today, I'm super kicked to have Anthony Vander on the show. He's an award-winning filmmaker and producer and a dear friend. In 2017 and 18, Anthony was nominated by Chairwoman of Mediacom UK as a top 10 creative trailblazer for Black History Month. His work has been featured during We Are Parable and British Film Institute Who We Are season in July 2020, which shined a light at black British filmmakers in the UK. He's also a BFI and BAFTA crew filmmaker as of this year. He has done a number of short films which have graced festivals, including Hooligan, his first, which was screened at the Short Film Corner at Cannes in 2012. He recently finished his fifth short film, Finale, which is about finding creativity and light, especially during dark times. Super kicked to have this conversation. Welcome to Unplug with Annie. Thanks for having this conversation with me. Oh, thank you. No, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to uh, to do this interview with you as well. So thank you. Awesome. Well, you always have your hands full. There are so many things that you're constantly doing that you're busy with. Um, you're doing some amazing, amazing work. It's a really interesting and exciting time to be I feel, uh, to be a person of colour in the entertainment industry. And I just wanted to kick off by asking you as well, like what the climate is like at the moment, being someone who is working in in TV film, um, you're doing some really amazing things. So tell us a little bit about, about what's happening right now. In terms of kind of the climate, I think, yeah, I think things are looking up and I think it's just, it's important to acknowledge because um, after all these years, you know, kind of the industry is slowly deciding to embrace and see how kind of not only powerful, but how kind of profitable if it, I mean, if I'm putting it in a kind of marketing sense, that having kind of diverse, colourful ethnic minorities in yeah. film, behind the camera, it just... It's like it's like an awakening. So it's really it's really a great time right now. Um, I've, I'm working a lot on a, a variety of projects. A lot of friends who aren't even in the TV industry have found themselves in the TV industry, um, wow. uh, working, doing location management and stuff. And it's just yeah, I think it's a great time. So uh, long may it continue. And 
it continued to flourish rather than um, go back to being what it was. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's so nice to just see shows and films which have, you know, which are multi-ethnic and really representing a whole different, like bunch of different cultures. And I think it's so much more exciting from an audience perspective as well. Mm. Um, a little bit about your journey then, because when did this like filmmaking bug bite or did it kind of transcend from something else completely to this? <laughs> Do you know, it's, it's, um, I started off um, acting. Um, I went to a school called Drama Centre London, uh, which was kind of... You know, some people call it the trauma center because of its relentless kind of work ethic and um, some of the kind of teaching methods, but it was kind of a great kind of education in terms of kind of classical acting and stage acting. So I trained there for three years and then I was doing, I came out, did some acting, did the Globe, did some at Playhouse, toured with Shakespeare. So I was doing a lot of, a lot of theater. And then I started writing because um, I just believe I think it's really important to just try everything. Like I always say this, you should, tr you should try your hat at everything and, and find out you might be good at more than just, you know, acting, you know, and that's what was the case for me. Like I wrote, I wrote two plays and put them on in theatre pubs. Oh, and, wow. Uh, yeah, one got picked up by the National Youth Theatre wow. and then the other um, got picked up by a theatre company and, and then they ended up both being on at the Roundhouse in Camden. So, yeah, I mean, this was about a decade ago, but I remember this second play I was directing, I had a cast of about 12 people, all friends from drama school, but one, a few of them were just like, you should try, you should try, you should, you should think about doing this. You should wow. think about doing, you know, doing directing, wow. you know, writing more. I was like, what are you trying to say? Like, <laughs> not feeling my acting. Like, what are you trying to No, they were like, do you know what? Think about it. So from there, it was kind of, mm. yeah, I just continued to write and write. And uh, wow. I, I ventured into short films and I had a lot of luck with that. Uh, we got into the short corner at Cannes Film Festival. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, the, the network just, it just grew and grew. And yeah, mm. I just tried... I just kept directing and yeah, found myself traveling a lot with the filmmaking as well, which was great. And yeah. Did, did you feel like, you know, when you, when you moved more into the direction and writing space, did you feel like, was there a sense of like having to let go of something that you'd always known or was this, was there any kind of anxiety attached to like, man, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be an actor anymore. Suddenly the thing I trained for, I'm not, of course you're doing it in some capacity, but was there any kind of, yeah, did you go through any I think, of that? I think the, great, the greatest fear is, it's more the, uh, the anxiety comes from, how can I translate my message? And I think mm. that's one that creatives still go through. How can I communicate, not just a story or, you know, a piece to an audience, but also to your kind of HODs or your actors or your fellow creatives who you're working with. So I think I had that time to be thinking about, okay, I'm not acting on this. I was just thinking about the project and it being as solid as it can be and it having, you know, the message that I initially had planned for it and expanding upon that and just furthering upon that. So 
I think mm-hmm. that was where, where the real kind of challenge and, and slight fear came in, but it's, it's something that I kind of, I've come to embrace over the years. So. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing. And what helps you then in that process of, you know, staying committed to the message? Because I think sometimes we can get so sucked into like, what do other people want, even as, as a storyteller, right? Whether it's in your writing or directing, um, you know, are we doing it to, to, to please a certain set of people? Or is it really focused on just you telling the story, which is important to you and not really about other people? So how do, think, how do you do that? Yeah, I think it should always kind of, you should be willing for it to, to grow and to, to, to take different journeys and different paths. And, you know, if, if creatives um, who are giving you feedback, I always, I call them growth notes. I don't call it kind of criticism. I call them growth notes. And that's something that I've carried through when I direct actors. I say, if I'm telling an actor, okay, uh, can you try it this way? Because this this way I'm not it's not quite quite translating I said that's your growth note that's not a criticism and I think mm. I think um the way we kind of phrase things and the, the way how um we kind of give them a name is very important um so I think for me I think it was more so kind of I'm always willing to take those growth notes but ultimately it has to be something that I'm passionate about something that is uh, truthful um, and something that I'm willing to um, to really just give it everything. Um, and I think if, if you've got the passion, you know, we talk a lot about passion and purpose. Like if you if yeah. you have that, then I think it will just drive you forward. It will drive you through because it's something that you'll think about night and day. Um, mm. And yeah, you, you'll be willing to overcome any kind of obstacle or any kind of uh, wall in the in the way you you just see it through you'll see it through but it is it is challenging um but it's something I've kind of yeah I, I think with every project you just you gain experience um yeah. and it takes you forward so yeah 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 so true so true I couldn't agree more you you obviously you mentioned cans and the short film corner how did that kind of happen was that was that intended was it the plan to to make something for cans how did that happen oh, no 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 oh, the thing is with that film as well that was kind of I was finding my way like I wasn't really kind of I just wanted to and I think that's kind of been a result of my career as a filmmaker it's kind of been I always say I'm forever a student because mm. I'm always learning I'm always wanting to kind of grow but with that I just I was finding what kind of stories that I would like to tell who was inspiring me as a filmmaker so at that time there was a there's a filmmaker may he rest in peace his name's Alan Clark he's a very kind of prestigious British filmmaker and he he was kind of pivotal within the kind of they used to have a thing on TV called Play of Today. He was like pivotal in that movement of kind of ushering kind of quote unquote social realism. So they did, he did quite a lot of projects with like Gary Oldman and uh, like Tim Roth. And mm. yeah, he was someone that really inspired me to like make my first short film. But, and we ended up getting into Cannes with that project. But I wouldn't even say that was kind of, that was never the plan. It was just to, to, to it was to try it out at first. Hence why I say just try everything because, you know, even like um, sending the kind of submission to Cannes, 
it was just like, should I do this? This is a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> should I do this? But yeah, I did it. And yeah, we got into, we got in and it's like, it's fantastic. But yeah. I didn't, you know, I had no, really no expectations at the beginning. It was just really to try and get better at the craft of, of filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah. A, a term we're hearing more and more, I think, especially since the pandemic hit, is this idea of like imposter syndrome, right? Um it's a lot of light has been shed on this. Do you feel like you've 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 had those moments where you where you feel like that? You're not quite sure how you got to this, how you got to this place or this job or this opportunity, and you somewhat second guess yourself. Oh, all the time, all the time. It's kind of I'm asking questions like, how did I get here? Like, what uh, what's going to happen next? You know, there's always kind of there's gratitude. And it's also mixed with kind of excitement, nerves, kind of. But it's just, yeah, I just think it's something a part of this, our industry, you know. And I think um, the more you embrace all of it, you know, the, the great and, the, and the, the adversity, the more it's kind of, especially with the times that we're living, now, living in now. Yeah. Everyone is going through the same thing. True. Everyone. It's just how kind of, you know, how it's like, that's how it's to be a creative. Like, that's the adversity. Right? Yeah. You know, it's just how you kind of, you react to it. And, um, you know, some react to it more than others, but, you know, it's just, you've just got to embrace it, I guess. Embrace it and yeah. just, um, you know, as corny as it might seem, you just never give up because, you know, yeah, you, you never know what could be. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some moments at that time I'm like, how did I get here? But I think it's really important to question question yourself as well, um, because you you're ultimately you're the one that knows yourself better than anyone. So it's kind of it's good to question, and you can and you can grow upon that, you know. So yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. I think knowing yourself is definitely part of the journey. Um, for sure. How important is it for you to have the right people in your corner, though? Were you always supported in this in this decision by family? Are there certain people who have been with you since the beginning, kind of cheering you on as part of your team? How important is that? Yeah, I mean, it's it is really important, um, and I definitely think my family played a massive part in kind of just. I think some members of the family were harder to kind of convince than others, but that that's nothing new. Um, yeah. So I would say kind of like my mom has been was incredibly supportive. She's just kind of like follow your dreams, just really go for it. Uh, and my dad was kind of, kind of, kind of <laughs> but it was it's all within the right reason. So I think what was great was when we had I had one of my films on TV, and they both got to sit together and watch it. I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> kind of, but I would never have got there without their support. And I think it's, I think it's really important if it's not, not, not just family, but just having the right groups of friendships and people that, you know, make you want to elevate and inspire one another. I think that's, I think that's really important um, in life in general, not just kind of creators, but they, they kind of interlink anyway, so. Yeah, of course. It it takes a, it takes an army, doesn't it? In in some ways, when you really think about all the people who have influenced you. Um, 
Well, making a short is one thing, which you've obviously done a, a number of, um, made some brilliant short films. Um, but then you, you've obviously, you've gone on to make a feature as well. Now, how how different is that a, that process in terms of the way you approach it? Is it is it different? Is it exactly the same? What would you say? It's, 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 it's the planning times a thousand, you know, you've okay. got, and for me, I mean, again, it was one of those things where I just decided to jump right at the deep end of the pool. It was something that I'd, I'd made this feature off the back of one short, which is kind of unheard of. Usually you kind of make a series of shorts, but I guess the way kind of the industry has come to be now is that there is no formula for how you get to a feature now. But back then, which was about seven years ago, there was that formula that you make a series of shorts, you, you, know, you catch the attention of major investors. And for me, I was just like, no, like rewrite the book. Like I'm gonna work four jobs. Um, wow. Obviously I get help from my family, but I'm gonna work four jobs and I'm gonna make this film. But yeah, it is kind of, yeah, planning is key um, and leadership. You know, on a short film, you've got kind of, it might be two days to about maybe a week at most, but on a feature, you're on there for a series of weeks. So it's kind of, you have to keep that same energy and you have to keep that same momentum and as a filmmaker, you have to drive that through and yeah. kind of spread it to all of your kind of creatives. Um, so it's very challenging, um, but it's, it, is, it is something that it's not beyond the realms. And I, again, like I said, there's, there's no formula for doing it now. Yeah. Like we've got iPhones, we've got iPhones, <laughs> we've got all these kind of, this new technology that's come along. We've got these laptops anyone can do it you know there, there shouldn't be this kind of um i think for many years the industry it was kind of for one for one hierarchy whereas now it's kind of yeah. the, the game's changed but i mean i'm i'm kind of going off topic but i think it yeah it is very challenging and it's it's a short film elongated kind of a yeah. thousand percent yeah yeah is there is there a particular part of the process that you enjoy the most in, in that whole, you know, time a thousand? Um, wrapping up? <laughs> no, no, no. I think um, the, the most enjoyable, I think just working with that, with the actors and also working with the technical side as well. They're very, very different. Yeah. Uh, so I just, yeah, I love mixing it up between working with the kind of, HOD department, like the cinematographer, like my cinematographer that I work with, but then also working with the creatives, um, working with the actors, seeing what they're exploring and seeing what they're creating. I find that, I find that fun. Um, but in terms of, I guess I enjoy the whole thing. There's not, there's not one thing. There's, su there's such long days and there's such, it's a, it's a lot of time and it's very kind of, it's, it is relentless, but you just end up enjoying the whole thing and taking it, taking it on board. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always been curious in terms of you know at 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 the start when you're when you're scripting and writing. Is, is there a point for you in terms of your script that you're writing where you where you know okay I, I I'm ready that this this project can go on floor now. What is that moment? What are what are those components that need to come together for you? Because is there really a moment where one is a hundred percent ready? 
Um, I think, I think character, character and story. But I think, again, it's never, it's just growing and growing. There's always kind of, with regard to kind of your film, it's, there's never that moment, it just grows and grows. So yeah, I would never say there's the moment where it's just complete because you're always getting kind of, you're getting feedback notes, uh, you're developing the script, you're trying to make it grow. But I think with the, you know, the character, the beats, the kind of, you've got the beginning, obviously the middle, the end, the structure. I think when the structure comes together along with the characterization, then you know you're kind of onto something. Mm-hmm. But, um, you're always questioning it. You're always oh. questioning it. You're, yeah. And again, like with films that I've done recently, a lot of the actors that I've worked with have taken that script and made it their own. And I always say that to actors, like, just don't go what's set on page. Like, make it your own, you know. You're not only helping me, but you're, you're helping just the whole thing. So, yeah, I don't think there's ever a, a point where you feel fully where it's 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 never ever ended you know it continues it always continues along to when you're marketing it as well so yeah so true. yeah it's a super collaborative process isn't it um yeah a hundred percent so so tell us a little bit about the the, the recent short then because you you had done this over lockdown or just pri- prior to lockdown was it yeah it was um during the uh Second lockdown? Yeah, okay. it was a second lockdown. So in October, unfortunately, like I contracted the virus. Uh, and yeah, it was very kind of challenging time. Um, and then, you know, thank God, you know, that I made a recovery and, you know, things, yeah, I got my health back and was able to just, you know, keep going. But I'd say maybe a month and a half after that, I kind of started writing a, a, a short film, which was based primarily around trying to find creativity during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that a few people had suffered with kind of having creative blocks, um, but not only that, just the kind of the fact that a lot of the arts institutions were closed, you know, art galleries, theatres, cinemas. So it was just a challenging time for the art. So yeah, I decided to write this story about trying to find creativity uh, within a pandemic. Um, and rather than focusing on kind of those traumatic moments, focusing on the joy. So yeah, that's how, kind of how Finale, that's the short film, that's kind of how that came about. And also the idea that we have to kind of respect, you know, some people are for this kind of lockdown, some people are anti it, and some people are pro-vaccine, some, t- some people are anti it, but it's kind of just people being respectful of each other, kind of. So it was more about focusing on the joy rather than the kind of the negative aspects of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And are these, are these in terms of, is there like a theme that you can see in your work emerging in terms of the kind of story that you want to yeah, tell? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. I try not to think about it too much, but I think so. <laughs> I think it's more to do with kind of just like adversity, um yeah. overcoming adversity I think is a massive thing yeah um, so like Spa was the film film that I made about uh, a female amateur boxer within a male orientated environment mm-hmm. and again that grew from the actor because she actually felt even she actually felt at times during that rehearsal period where it's like just a bunch of males 
in the rehearsal process in terms of the actors and just her. So she was able to, to take the film to the next level. But again, that's her adversity. That's the adversity that many female amateur boxers face. Um, and again, yeah, with Finale, that was trying to overcome adversity during the pandemic. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that is, that seems to be the theme of kind of, <laughs> yeah, it seems to be that theme of just, yeah, just yeah. Persever perseverance and, uh, and passion, but yeah, just again, like going on to your book <laughs> of hope, of hope, like I think is very important. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, love that, love that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's incredible how, I mean, we all, I think that's always a need, right? We all need it. And especially now, like you said, everything that we've kind of been through and are still going through and not sure what it's going to look like on the other side. Um, perseverance is definitely something we all need and that and that sense of hope. Um, is, is there someone that you would really like to work with, whether it's, in, in the capacity of directing them or whether it is you being an actor in a kind of role that you would love to still attempt or a story of a, maybe a film that has been released and, and you feel like that that is one story you wish you would have written? Um, I think in terms of the story, I would love to elaborate on this short film finale that I made. Um, in terms of, I think that has, you know, much more of a kind of wider network in terms of the storyline, even outside the pandemic. Um, so I don't necessarily feel, feel that it has to be a pandemic-based movie, but it could just be about creatives struggling to find that momentum and, and, and overcoming those barriers, whether they be mental, whether they be physical, I think that's a, a universal story, not just for creatives, but I think for society in general. Um, so I feel like kind of, I mean, there's a lot of different styles of filmmaking that I'm attracted to, but you know, even those films like Eight Mile, which is kind of, yeah. you've got this guy who's just in an environment where he kind of just wants to flourish and he's, he's got the desire and he's got that never kind of give up mentality. I feel like that's a story that, I'm kind of aligned to, but there's also many other stories, you know, that, mm -hmm. that celebrate the arts. Like um, one of my favorite films is an Italian film, Cinema Paradiso, which is a, a celebration yeah. of film. Um, yeah. So I love I love these stories to do with kind of, you know, really just really going for it and really and um, looking back to drive you forwards, like. By all means, look back, but use it to drive, to fuel you forwards and to fuel you in that moment as well. Um, I've been reading your book a lot and a lot of it's to do with like stillness and also being in the moment. Like this is something that I even forget. Yeah. Like, we forget about this moment, like this moment right now, I'm here talking with you. Right. And we're having a great conversation, but it's kind of, you know, sometimes we forget and we're thinking about the next thing and the next thing. And it's like, no, like, just enjoy what the now is, you know, so, yeah. Gosh, I mean, yeah, even though I touched upon it in the book, it doesn't mean I've, I've mastered it at all. <laughs> but, <laughs> you did, uh, I've got it right next to me, actually. So you did a great job. <laughs> did a great job. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate your you reading it and supporting. Um, 
I, I checked out I checked out Hidden Heroes, which you had made as well, a, a short. And I just found that it was, you know, really brilliant subject matter because it's really touching upon the, the need of education as well and, and the importance of how to, um, I guess, balance out education in a way where kids are taught history from not just a, you know, white male perspective. Mm. Um, yeah. And I thought that that is a really interesting topic of, of um, an interesting subject actually to talk about as well. And I know that you're really big on education in the sense that you, you know, you you hold classes and you facilitate these environments where people are learning and, and young people get to learn, whether it's about acting or filmmaking or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Isn't just education, which is that component that, that's missing, is that what we really need to focus on in terms of changing and bringing about greater change? Um, do you think, think that that's the key? Yeah, but I think it's also being educated. When we talk about education, it's about it's also it's about nurturing and being supportive of one another. You know, yeah. because my education might be different from your education. Your education might be different from someone else's education, and it's just again like I've worked in many different environments within kind of that sector. You know, public and private, and I just think there's so much that one can kind of learn from another, whether it be to kind of different social aspects towards kind of presentation, towards kind of the work ethic. But I think the most, for me, the most important thing is being supportive and being understanding. Um, if, if you, again, if you present it, when, I, when, I, when, I, when I'm doing things such as facilitating or working with students or, you know, directing actors, taking actors workshops, I never see it as kind of education or teaching. I just see it as, I see it as fun, but it's structured fun because they're there for a purpose. But I think, I think it is the supportive um, element of it isn't talked about enough because I can throw information at, just say I'm educating you, I can throw information at you till the cows come home. But if I'm not being supportive to, to your needs or the way you're receptive to information, then it's kind of, that information that I'm throwing for you is not going to kind of go in, you know. So I think I think nurturing and support is really and understanding. Those are three things that aren't talked enough uh, enough in education. Um, and also, yeah, there's so much. It's it's the, the students as well, whether they're actors or whether they're children. I think they're the most important. They're more important than the kind of the actual teacher because. I feel like there's so much that adults or directors can learn from yeah. kind of students. I don't, and I think what society's come to do is sometimes make it a one-way relationship where it's just the teacher throwing you this and that. It's like, no, like though the student or the actor is, they're the ones that we should be learning about. So I try and, I try and, I think the way that information is communicated, I think is, is key, especially within the education sector and making yeah. learning fun. I think that's not talked enough about as well. Just making it, it's a game, you know, it's a game of knowledge, but yeah. some people don't see it that way. They just see it as kind of, because it's been sold to them in a particular way and a particular yeah. form. Yeah, I mean, and that kind of reminds me of the whole, of the pandemic, at least in the UK, we saw sort of the, the negative 
publicity or campaigning against against the arts in a way we you know not having that support in the arts itself sort of telling future generations that you know don't pick the arts because you're not going to earn any money there and it was heartbreaking again like no support no understanding these are the things that that's missing and I think as well even like back to the days when I was training at drama drama school um I remember there was one director I remember like the first year and I, I won't say the name or any of that but she, she she said to like us it was a group of like 15 of us and she was like some of you won't ever work wow what like she was like some of you will never work and I've always thought about that and I thought no you should never have said that and I, I would never tell like my group of actors that I genuinely believe that if I'm taking a group of 10 actors, I believe that their future, they can all work. Because I feel that, again, it's defied by what is your, what is your kind of, um, again, it is your expectation, but what do you see as working? Like, I can't say that you will never work because I don't know what your expectation of working is. Um, and I don't know what kind of, you know, you just creating, you writing a script, you putting a film on, that is you working. So I think how, how we phrase things and how how we communicate, you know, I think it's so key. It's so yeah. key. Um, and I think rather nurturing our dreams and building it rather than saying kind of shutting it with a hammer is, you know, that just made me want to go harder when she when that person said that. So yeah, yeah, which is which is amazing because it had that effect on you, but it can be so destructive to others, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Especially, um, I think creatives I mean everyone has a, a sensitivity about them but I think creatives you know they they want they want they want that nurture they want to know that you yeah. know that they, they're onto something and uh, I just don't I think there are particular ways about going communicating ideas and communicating well I won't call it inspiration but <laughs> communicating drive you know if it's to drive you then yeah. you know you have to find your moments yeah, and I and I love what you said as well because I think that's really important that writing a script and is all you know even though it, it's such a behind the scenes thing I think so much of what we do in the arts is behind the scenes you know there's not necessarily that thing to to show that you're doing then and there and sometimes we don't consider that work because it's not something yeah. that's out there in the world and I think we we get caught up in the fact that until and unless they're on a set or on a stage actually performing we're not we're not working mm. I just think it's the way kind of society has kind of built that kind of trend of and it's I think it's things are really changing now for I think yeah. for the better I think things are really becoming it's become we're becoming this kind of I call it kind of like the gorilla error where you can just <laughs> pick up your camera you can make and, and get a group of friends and shoot something get yeah. some lighting you know go, go to Ikea buy some bulbs you got a gaffer like it's that is the kind of the way we are heading which is fantastic um, yeah. and I think it's also that thing of of not asking for acceptance and rather just taking it and I don't mean that in a kind of like a way that I'm like taking it, being greedy, but just taking it, taking that ownership of your own destiny rather than yeah. having to ask to be validated or ask for acceptance. It's like, no, 
I know, I know what I'm going to do and I'm just going to go out and do it. And I'm going to have fun doing it because yeah. I think, you know, we, everyone gets caught up in the kind of career, career kind of ladder, but no, this, mm. this should be fun. We should enjoy this as well. Yeah. Um, despite the long Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, such a, such a great reminder. I love that for sure. Even for me, I think a lot of the times I need to be reminded of that, you know, make sure you're having fun in, in the, in the, on the journey, in the process um yeah I mean I'm big on also just touching upon mental health because I think it's something that we're doing more and more of which is brilliant and uh you know I think there's a need to have these conversations and kind of be vulnerable and admit that we we're not all put together and we're not perfect and um what is one thing that you personally do for you to just unplug from the world and just you know, have have your time to just really be, you were talking about like, you know, being in the moment. Is there something you do to harness that? Um, I think resting. <laughs> yeah. Rest isn't talked about enough. Um, yeah. Just kind of, I think like yesterday, I just went to my local park and just sat there and I didn't have, I put my phone away and just, yeah, I took some photos, then I put my phone away and I was just like, do you know what? I'm just going to enjoy. So I think that going outdoors, going for going for long walks, I think I've found yeah. to do. It became running at one point, but yeah. that's kind of slowed down as the years gone by. <laughs> yeah, but, um, but... yeah, yes, that's quite a lot of effort. But I think um, going for walks, just kind of going for, to your local park and just taking everything, especially where, whilst the weather's how it is now kind of just yeah. taking everything in and just yeah that's that's really kind of the thing I love at the moment just going for a, a nice a nice stroll um yeah. with, with music on as well yeah yeah it's, it's probably like one of the best kind of underrated drugs in a good way something good that you can do um and yeah I mean it's, it's been such a brilliant conversation it's been so good talking to you Anthony and my last question would just be that what what legacy what imprint do you want to leave behind in the world what's important to you I think I think it's that that you should always just whatever you have that impulse to go for something whether it's you know job or you know moving to a new country or you know moving out of your comfort zone or taking up a new sport or a new hobby or like I said trying everything I think just to really go for it I want kind of this generation now like previous generation this generation coming up to just really really go for it don't don't um don't hold back but like be grateful like I, I big big believe believer on gratitude but don't kind of just really go for what you want to go for. Um, and then just, yeah, I think that's a story that I want to tell within kind of, you know, my filmmaking is just really go for it and love life and and knock down that block of adversity as well. And, and, <laughs> and smile and laugh whilst you do it as well, so. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for jumping on. Thank you, thank you so much. Lisa, I really appreciate it. I really do. Thank you. (laughs) 
that's it from me today on Unplug with Annie. Until next time, remember you can stay tuned with everything Unplug on www.unplugwithannie.com. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite quotes from Mandy Hale. You'll learn as you get older that rules are made to be broken. Be bold enough to live life on your terms and never ever apologize for it. Go against the grain, refuse to conform, take the road less traveled instead of the well-beaten path. Laugh in the face of adversity and leap before you look. Dance as though everybody is watching. March to the beat of your own drummer and stubbornly refuse to fit in.